0: Welcome to the Garner Andrews Show
1: Podcast! Imagine this. It's the night before your friend's wedding. The guy she's marrying comes to your door and professes his love to you and says he's marrying the wrong person and that the two of you should be getting married. Do you tell your friend? And... I was kind of shocked because overwhelmingly you said hell no. You don't tell your friend that, but I thought that's what you're supposed to do. Anyway, go ahead, Sonic. You yeah, have you have to tell your friends. I thought the same thing too, but apparently you don't do that.
2: That's you know what? That's exactly why. That maybe that's why there's so many divorces these days.
1: <laughs> because nobody's honest with their part uh, with their friends
2: everyone's professing love before they get married to other people and then friends aren't being friends and telling them hey you probably don't want to do this
1: yeah well That's what, ridiculous. would you so basically if your friend your best friend if he was getting married and i'm just going to assume that your best friend's a, a guy and his wife came to you the night before and said look i got a thing for you i'm marrying the wrong guy would you tell your friend for sure but you could jeopardize your friendship though you could ruin it all right?
2: Yeah, well, like, I mean, you know, if I think if you're trying to do the right thing and be a good friend, I agree with your definition of a good friend, and and you're trying to do that, if they want to break up the friendship over that because they think you're lying and it's a lifelong thing, like, oh, man, I think then, then that's their choice. They're going to lose two, they're going to have two broken relationships in the end.
1: <laughs> okay, how about this one? You're riding the bus to work in, in the morning. You're on the number 72 and the guy sitting across the aisle from you has a booger lodged in one of his nostrils. Do you tell him?
0: Oh, God. That's, uh, that's, now, there's a dilemma. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know. I wouldn't. If I'm being honest, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd
1: tell him. Yeah, the booger is a tricky one because it's pretty It's intimate. Well, and I told this story yesterday too, and I don't feel good about this, but last week, there was a guy. I was doing... I was doing a thing last week, and there was a guy that was with us. I didn't really know him. He was sort of peripherally involved in what we were doing. But I looked over at one point, and his fly was wide open. And again, I'm not proud of this, but I could not bring myself to tell him that his fly was open, and I probably should have. So I definitely would not tell somebody they had a booger hanging out of their nose.
0: Garner! I have a story. My wife and I were at Costco last week, there's a, a decently looking girl, good looking girl in front of us. She has a panty liner stuck to her bum. Great story. Compelling and rich. So, I tell my wife, we should tell her. And she's like, oh, we can't do that. And I, uh, I agree. Y- y- how, how, how do I, as a male, tell a female that? I'm going to look like a creep. Number one, I'm staring at her bum. Number two, it's a lady product. So wow. She'd be horrified. So if we uh, we left, we didn't tell her, but I felt I thought I'd still think about it. and this was last week,
1: yeah, i I look, I'm not a woman. I've never been a woman before. But I sort of feel like if that were me, I would really I'd be really embarrassed, but I would appreciate the woman that sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Check the back of your pants." like yeah. I think I would appreciate that.
0: I, I told my wife she had an obligation to do it, but she didn't want to do it, so...
1: Would you have told her if she had a giant booger lodged in her nostril or <laughs> if, if her fly think, was down? I think
0: that's almost worse. I don't think I, I would.
1: I last week, I feel so bad about not telling that guy about his fly. Like, that's terrible.
0: It is terrible. That's. I don't think that's as bad as a booger.
1: Maybe we need to put together the power rankings of awkward conversations you have to have with a stranger.
0: I agree. There has to be some sort of list. We need to know how to to act in public.
1: Yeah. Okay, Joey, thank you. I appreciate that. Wow. That's a tough one. Would you... Nah, Bryce. You you wouldn't tell people if their fly was open, if they had a booger in their nose. You wouldn't tell this woman. As a matter of fact, I sort of feel like if I fell off my chair right now and had a heart attack and I was laying on the floor, you wouldn't even walk across the room to get the paddles off the wall.
3: Nah. No. You made your own mess. The Garner Andrews Show podcast.
0: Garner. Hey, Garner. Hello. Hashtag you made your own mess. (laughs) Yeah. See,
1: and I honest to God. wouldn't even go get the paddle. No, I've had this conversation with people in this building before. I've said, and I'm always the first one here in the morning. If Bryce came in and I was just laying on the floor in the kitchen face down, (laughs) he'd probably just put his lunch in the fridge and go about his day. Go about his day. (laughs)
2: So <laughs> that was the best line I think I've ever heard between you guys. Yeah. Oh, you made myself. this mess. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: That was hilarious. Um, but speaking of awkward things, like telling people awkward things, my wife, she's a receptionist at an orthodontist, and a few weeks back, this lady comes in and she's got a big smear on her forehead, and uh, she's like, "Oh, do I say something? Should I? Should I? Should I?" So you know, the war goes on, and of course, from with my wife. The dog that always wins is the one that tells that she has to say something. So she says, you know, I don't know if you know, but you got, you know, looks like grease or something on your forehead. She says, well, it is Ash Wednesday.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh, right. (laughs) I hope that your wife just pulled that little lever under her chair and then sank below the receptionist's desk. It <laughs> yeah, just
0: just goes away. just disappears.
1: <laughs> Jason, always good to hear from you, buddy. You have a good one. You do, Garner. Jason is the happiest guy in the world. I like it when he calls here.
4: Garner? Hi, good morning. Good morning. I am, I'm listening to you guys on the way to work, and uh, there's an entire group of women who have had their toes removed so they can fit in shoes better.
1: No, get out of here. No lie. They have like the pinky toe amputated so they can squeeze into a cute pair of shoes? Yep. This sounds like urban legend.
4: It's Not it- urban legend. It's here, uh, probably more so North America, but yeah. I the- actually used to sell shoes and I, I come across two women that I had to deal with who removed toes to fit shoes better.
1: Where do you go to have a toe removed?
4: No idea, but I just thought I'd share.
1: That's gross. Okay. (laughs) Your balance would be all wonky. I think your toes are way more important than you think. Uh, I don't disagree. Yeah, then you can't wear those weird shoes that have the toes in them.
4: (laughs) Well, one would be, yeah.
1: Look weird in (laughs) flip-flops. Okay. What's your name? Annette. Are you still in the shoe business? Oh, no. Did you sell expensive shoes? Yep. How much, How expensive are shoes?
4: Women's shoes? so yeah. Well, they
1: can go thousands. It makes no sense. And I don't, um, like right now, I'm just wearing a pair of Chuck Taylors. I like nice shoes. Well, I like nice boots. And I'll pay a few hundred bucks for a pair of boots. But then you look at some women's shoes. And like you said, they're paying a thousand bucks. And there's maybe a third of the material that there is in one of the boots that I wear. And it's way more expensive. How does that work?
4: It's all in the name. Is it? Absolutely. That's it? Yeah, because if you buy a pair of Prada shoes, you're looking at thousands. Not <laughs> just a thousand, but multiple thousands.
1: Okay, what's your most expensive pair of shoes?
4: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not Prada.
1: <laughs> no, but you've got have you got any shoes that are worth like a grand?
4: No,
5: I do not. Okay,
1: well thank you. I appreciate the phone call. That is disturbing is that that to me feels like urban legend though because i don't think you just go to your doctor and be like you know what there's this really cute pair of shoes i'm eyeballing but i can't get them unless you take off my pinky toes your doctor's not going to agree to that unless is there a doctor working out of a basement somewhere that you oh maybe that's what it is sometimes i feel really naive Maybe this is normal. Maybe people are doing this regularly. Can you concur- confirm? Uh, the number's is 423-1029. 780-423-1029. You can text 10029. I think shoes, we've had this conversation on the show before too, is that there are certain things out there that are super expensive that very few people understand. Like, people don't. I would not recognize if you were walking around with a $60,000 purse. But apparently, a $60,000 purse is a thing. But I wouldn't notice. Only a segment of the population would notice that. Do people notice that you have expensive shoes? Garner! I wish I was a Sonic Runcor
6: winner. Everyone would be so proud of me.
1: The Sonic Rock Door survived another week. This is the one right here. We've been playing that one for over a month now. Isn't it time you solved that mystery? Monday morning at 8.20, it's worth $332. And every day next week, we're going to go up by 100 bucks. What? Tune in
0: to the Garner Andrew Show weekdays at 8.20 to take your shot at the Sonic Rock Door jackpot.
4: For Butler Plumbing and Heating.
3: The Garner Andrew Show
1: Podcast. It's St. Patrick's Day weekend, and you're headed out on the town, Plan your safe ride home with the latest innovation from GarnCo, the Designated Dwarf. The Designated Dwarf fits conveniently in your glove box and is there for you in a pinch.
5: Help me!
1: The next time you need a ride, just pull out your Designated Dwarf, place him on your lap, and he'll steer. You'll still control the gas and brakes because, well... His cute little legs don't reach the pedals. Look. I hate you. The DD, the designated dwarf, is guaranteed to pass a breathalyzer test every time. Why? Because he's a recovering alcoholic. He knows that one drink is all it takes to send him back to prison.
3: Thanks for ratting me out, you son of a bitch.
1: And don't be fooled by imitators. The designated dwarf is the official get you home gnome. Garnco! 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 Okay. It is 610. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day weekend is it, What are your plans? I hope your plans include a stop here at Sonic at some point because Eddie Vendor is stocked with all your St. Patrick's Day needs. There's uh, shamrock socks in there. I see that uh, awesome Kiss Me I'm Irish badge that you can pin to your cardigan that everybody finds so wildly amusing. We've got those in there. And uh, <laughs> for some reason, again, we're stocked up with uh, scented garbage bags. All of this available, oh, not till 9 o'clock this morning, because that's when the front office opens. Just come on and spend all your money in Eddie Vendor, the Garner Andrews Show vending machine that we bought, paid way too much money for. Garner! Uh, This came in on the text machine. Garner, I was listening to you yesterday. You were talking about whether you tell a stranger that they have something on their face or that there's something wrong with their clothing. Uh, Yeah, yesterday morning on the show, that's what we were talking about. And I think we all need to become better at that. Telling a stranger that their fly is down, their shirt is on inside out. Try and spare them some embarrassment. And I'm guilty of not telling a guy last week. I saw him. And his fly was just, it was down. It was down and wide open. And I never did a thing and I don't feel good about it. Anyway, this text goes on to say, I think it worked, Garner. Yesterday morning on the train, a woman I didn't know sat down across from me and told me I still had a price tag on the hood of my new jacket. Sure enough, there it was. She just did it in such a casual and friendly way. We talked for about 30 seconds and then went back to staring at our phones. She spared me the embarrassment of the people in my office finding out that I shop at Winners. Ha ha, Jenna. Really, is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing if people find out you shop at Winners? Well, I was just in there. Uh, go ahead, Sonic. Good
2: morning, Garner. How are
1: you? I'm doing great. How about you?
2: I'm doing awesome. It's a great day. Birthday day today, so.
1: It's your birthday.
2: It's a birthday.
1: Look up. Look up in the sky right now. Are we looking at the same moon together? Mm-hmm. And uh, there should be a plane flying by any minute now pulling a banner that says, Happy Birthday. Insert your name here. <laughs> Darn
2: her, uh, um you were saying stuff that's, you no know, fl- zippers undone on people or something on their face, something
1: like that. Yeah. Would you tell a stranger that, you know, they have a booger in their nose or their flies down?
2: It really does depend, for me, on the stranger. Uh, If it's a guy, I follow bro code. Bro code's automatic. Anything on your face, you just kind of say, hey, man, something there. Yeah. Don't have to be specific. And then pants, same thing. Yo, man, just save yourself some embarrassment. Something Mm. going on downstairs.
1: Like, could you just nod down at his crotchal region and go, I see London, I see France, and then walk away?
2: (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) It's fair enough. Somebody's... Hey, man, this is bro code. Hmm. And they'll, they'll I think it's a better understanding rather than if somebody gets insulted just be like, Listen, that's broke code. And yeah. like they feel they're part of the group. You you've connected. Good morning,
5: Garner. How are
1: you? I'm doing great. How about you? It's Friday, it's Saint Patrick's Day Eve. I've got the tree set up. Oh <laughs> the tree.
5: Wow, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, the Saint Patrick's Day tree. Ah, uh, I
5: see. Um, I was calling about the offered. Awkward- Telling a stranger something.
1: Yeah, can I get Um, you to, can you talk right into the phone part of the phone though? You're fading out. Hold on. I'll just take you off the speakerphone. Oh,
5: Um, it's like night and day. So my now best friend, the way that I was introduced to her was we were in a biking group together. And her bike shorts had become see-through over the years and she didn't know that. And so she was a complete stranger. And all of my friends were like... Someone's got to tell her you can see through her shorts. And I was like, that is not going to be me. They're like, no, no, it's you. You're the nicest. So I'm like, oh, crap. So I told her. And she was mortified. And four years later, we're best friends. So because you
1: because you did the right thing.
5: Right. Exactly. Yeah. When when so. you first
1: walked, I think we're all sort of like, did she get really defensive? She's like, no, they're not. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Um, No, she would just kind of. She gave me that look, like, "Well, thanks for telling me at the beginning of a bike ride when I can't do anything about it."
3: Or, yeah,
5: that yeah. kind of look. And she admitted later, she was like, "I hated you in that moment." I was like, "Who is this person?"
1: Well, I think it's only natural because you feel, oh, yeah. you feel you're being attacked when you know. In the reality of it, is somebody's just trying to do you a solid. Exactly. You yeah. Got it. Okay. I do the same. Like when my <laughs> When my wife is like, you got food on your face, I'm always like, I like it there.
5: <laughs> I'm saving it as a snack for later. What's yeah.
1: For yeah, get off my back. <laughs> okay, what's your name?
5: Leanne.
1: Leanne, are you still
5: riding? Yeah. yeah I, well, not in the winter, but... <sighs> like the
1: re- You're like one of those fair weather bikers.
5: I sure am, absolutely.
1: You know what? This was fascinating to me. Last week... Yeah, it was last week, and it was a really, really cold morning. And we were—I wasn't on the radio that day. I was on the high-level bridge, and we were shooting. Yes. We were shooting this thing. I could not believe how many people ride their bikes to work in the morning in the dead of yeah. winter here, and it made me feel good about my city.
5: Absolutely, hey, I love seeing people, especially on their like fat tire bikes. And yeah, they're just just going for it. in the yeah, but- middle of bitter winter. <laughs> yeah,
1: but not you. No,
5: I'm not one of those. No. no. Okay. Hey, thanks
1: for this. You have a great day, okay? You too. Thanks, Garn. Okay, there goes Leanne, but not on her bike. Garner! Garner!
5: It's the Garner Andrew Show podcast! Podcast!
1: Hey, Garner, how's it
4: going?
1: Good. How about you?
4: I'm good. I hear you uh, are kind of shocked that teachers are not in the top five there. Well, I thought that they would
1: be on the list of most respected jobs. Well, I
4: And I think, uh, I mean, my colleagues and I have had this conversation, and we figure that it's because everyone and their dog has gone to school, so everyone assumes that they can do the job that a teacher does, right? Yeah. As a teacher, I mean, I have utmost respect for those teachers that do, you know, I'm a high school teacher, but elementary and junior high and dealing with the same kids for an entire day, I just, I can't imagine, I get to kind of, wash my hands of the kids that I have after about 75 minutes and my hats off to those that chill with them for an entire day so
1: yeah okay what is the what is the number one misconception about being a teacher
6: um that we haven't i guess
4: it's probably the idea of like oh well you guys you know you go to work you work and then you go home and that's it and I don't think people understand how much overtime we actually put in. I'm an English teacher, so, of course, my evening is dedicated to marking, you know, over 120 essays or whatever it is that I get in that day, and that's my entire evening. So I think the misconception is that we're done at the end of the day, and we take everything home with us.
1: Yeah. I think there are misconceptions about every job because, like, for me— you know, firefighter is all chilly and ping pong and petting a Dalmatian, and every now and again you slide down a pole. It's a stereotype of it. Yes, yeah. and and I don't mean to, not to diminish the job, but I don't see no. the, the other parts of the job. And for a teacher, you know, it's all turning the chair around, sitting on it backwards and cutting through to that troubled youth. And, you know, finally you see the lights go on and then you go play some floor hockey.
4: Oh, totally. Yeah, that's what we do all the time.
1: Okay. But it's not that, huh?
4: No, no, not really. It's a lot of work. Right on. Do you want
1: to... Well, I won't ask you first... Well, do you want to give your first name?
4: I can give my first name. My kids listen to the station, so it's Alana.
1: Okay. You have a good day today, and I appreciate this. Thank you.
4: Thank you very much. Talk to you later, Garner.
1: Here's an apple. <laughs>
4: Fabulous. <laughs> okay.
1: I want you to sit on your chair backwards and eat that apple in front of the class today. Speaking of... Oh, she's gone. You know who we should talk to about apples? Because we were uh, putting together the list. The Macintosh. Everybody... No, the Macintosh is not a good apple. Uh, You want to eat yourself a gala, a pink lady, maybe a jazz. A jazz is a fine apple. And we had this conversation on the show the other day, but you know who would be the expert on apples? Teachers. Because if there's one thing I know about teachers, it's sitting on the chair backwards floor hockey and eating apples all the apples for miles
3: the garner andrew show podcast
1: garner. uh bryce kelly is here now bryce a few minutes ago as it turns out everybody knows an architect it's just you and i that don't know any architects
3: has anyone actually said i'm an architect no it's all my dad's friend's brother's
1: uncle is an architect it's all those stories and it's, it made the list of most respected jobs in Canada, even though the fact that nobody knows an architect. It's a TV job. It's a movie job. Just like, um, what did we say?
3: Children's author. Oh, right. In the, yeah, a magazine writer. Yeah. That you see in all the romantic comedies.
1: Yeah. They don't live the
3: high-flying lifestyle you see in the movies.
1: No. Like, I know somebody who wrote a children's book. They're broke. <laughs> hey. I shouldn't say that on the radio. They it, got $40 till payday. They're not broke.
3: I like this text from Phil. It says, architects are like Bigfoot. Occasionally you see evidence of their possible existence, but you never actually see one, except maybe a blurry photo of an arm holding a ruler. <laughs> there seems to be a feud between engineers and architects. Too, That's what right? I'm learning. Yeah. Sort of
1: like the firefighter versus cop. Same deal. Huh. Uh, hang on a second. Hang on. Hi.
4: So,
1: so uh, children's authors don't make money. What about J.K. Rowling? Ah, she's a teen. She's a young adult author.
4: No, she's a children's author. My daughter's eight years old and reads J.K. Rowling.
1: Yeah, but adults read that, too. I would argue that J.K. Rowling is not a children's author.
4: There's... Oh, well, you could argue all you want, but you're wrong.
1: <laughs> mm. <gasps> what? what? <laughs> Nobody's ever told me that before. Well, they should. <laughs> Ooh. She's a young adult fiction writer. That's A, a children's author is somebody like, the bear's oh. name is Claire. The Claire How- bear has no hair. <laughs> How about you'd Google and see
4: what she's listed as? I
1: could pull a children's book out of my butt right
3: now. I want to hear more about Claire the bear with no hair. <laughs> you ever seen a bear with no hair it's horrifying it is haunting why does that belong in a children's book i want to see the animated bear with no hair claire oh the bear with no hair oh man jk
1: Rowling is not a children's author
3: no i think you're right i think it's a young adult and just her daughter is just reading a young adult book
1: these are strange feelings i'm having where people told me i was wrong
3: not used to that yeah the berenstein bears is a kid's book yes harry potter is a young adult book okay thank you garner garner it's the Garner Andrews Show podcast Podcast Hey Garner, how's it going?
1: Oh good, how about you?
5: Not too bad For the record, you are not wrong
1: J.K. Rowling is not a children's author She's a young adult author
5: In fact, if you Google it like she said to do She's known as a British novelist
1: Yeah, okay
5: And just because your 8 8-year-olds reading it Doesn't make it a kid's book If an 8-year-old's reading a Playboy It just means you're a bad parent It's not a kid's <clears throat> magazine
1: uh, that's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah, there's um, in in I haven't read the books, the Harry Potter books. Oh,
5: but you're missing out!
1: Isn't there like murder and betrayal and witchcraft and sorcery?
5: Well, witchcraft and sorcery goes hand in hand with the with the books, but uh, yeah, there's that type of uh, theme throughout the entire books. I mean, the Harry it starts off with him going to his aunt, aunt and uncle because his parents were murdered.
6: So.
1: Yeah. So uh, basically what you're saying, if J.K. Rowling is in fact a children's author, she's a horrible children's author.
6: Yeah.
5: It'd be like if the uh, Goldilocks and the three bears, the bears came home and they were actually bears and found someone in their den. like. And they just went be, nuts. Exactly. That would be basically the Harry Potter version of that book.
1: Okay. Who is this?
5: <laughs> this is Sheldon.
1: Sheldon, hang on a second. They're whispering to me in my earpiece right now. Sheldon, you're today's Garner Andrews Show mental giant. Woo. <laughs>
3: enjoy
1: enjoy your reign, champ.
3: The Garner Andrews Show podcast. Garner. Music news you can use on Sonic 1029.
4: Here's Bryce Kelly.
3: Happy Friday. This is What's Going On. There is. Trent Reznor says we can expect to hear some new music from Nine Inch Nails pretty soon. In a new interview, he said a new Nine Inch Nails EP would be out sometime before the middle of June. It'll be the third in an expected trilogy of new EPs from the band. Nine Inch Nails do have some tour plans for the summer. Nothing close to here, though. Sonic! Weezer just released a new album last fall and already have plans for another one coming out in May, but Rivers Cuomo isn't done there. Last night he released a solo song. This one is called Medicine for Melancholy. Does that mean the solo album is on the way? At this point, no one knows. Sonic. This is pretty cool as Elton John has announced plans for a tribute album where a bunch of different musicians will cover his songs and there's some interesting names on this thing including Coldplay, Florence and the Machine, Mumford and Sons, The Killers, and Queens of the Stone Age. In fact, Florence is going to be doing Tiny Dancer. How awesome is that going to be? This collection is due out next month. That's it for music news you can use. I'm Bryce. It's on the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Garner, hi.
6: I just got in my car. I heard you talking about ancestry tests. Yeah. Um, did you do one? Uh, oh, I sure did. And and uh, I I learned all sorts of fun things about myself. Okay. Well, um, first of all, sh- sh- sh-
1: breaks for a second here. Breaks. Let's yeah. ease into this. Yeah. What did you think you were?
6: Uh, okay. Well. Um. And okay. Well, I thought I was Scottish. Uh, I thought I was Scottish, and then I learned that nothing about my myself was really as it seemed. <laughs>
1: okay. What did it what did it come back?
6: Oh, it came back that my father wasn't my father. How does that sound? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hey,
1: hang on. And they had never told you that? No. R- so, no. that must have been an 30, awkward...
6: Au- 35 years ago when... when um, uh, so, I was a sperm donor child, um, and 35 years ago... Um, the, the, the instruction was, don't tell your kids. They'll never know. So that's,
1: but back in the day when, so did your mom, the guy that you called dad, though? Yes. He's always been in the picture, though, right? Oh, yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah, always. Phyllis.
1: Okay, and, and your mom and he weren't able to have a child together. Correct. Okay. Correct. How did it go when you approached your parents and you're like, uh, look, dad?
6: <laughs> well, so um, what I what happened for me um, was I because um, you share this information with the uh, with the genetic uh, you know the ancestry community um, so what happened for me is I actually um, received an email um, from someone that said hi this says we're half- sisters I didn't know I had a half-sister do you want to share information
1: oh so because the donor had probably spread himself around yeah a little bit. Yeah.
6: yeah.
1: well exactly. it, do you what are the numbers like sperm donors aren't don't some of them have like a thousand children wandering you know,
6: I Heard that, but, but I've also heard that that's just that's, that's not true at all. Um, oh. I, I've heard that they really tried to limit, uh, at least in Canada, um, uh, you know, the number of times you could donate, just to kind of eliminate those types of things.
1: Yeah, and there's um, no there's no you can't find out who your donor was.
6: Though. No, no, no. Okay. There's no records. Are right you going to meet
1: your half sisters and half
6: brothers? Uh, you know what? I've met my half sister, and she's absolutely wonderful. Does she look um, like you? Yeah, sort of. That's pretty cool. I, does I, she I see similarities? Does she live
1: yeah. in the same city?
6: Uh, no, no, she doesn't, but uh, she's close enough. Okay, so, yeah, so you yes. thought you were
1: Scottish. What are you mostly, uh, though?
6: Well, what am I mostly? Just European, just a mash of...
1: of Good Europe or bad of Europe? Of
6: Eastern and Western European.
1: Okay. Do you want to give your first name or not?
6: Uh, no, actually, I, I won't uh, I won't give my name out. Um, there's a lot of people. Uh, this is a, a family secret. It's still a family secret.
1: I would have mm-hmm. to think that there's probably a lot of really nervous people out there with those Ancestry.ca uh, yeah. commercials on.
6: Oh, I, I think so. I think and more of this is going to come to light as more and more people do these types of tests. Okay. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. Didn't find out she was Irish, though. The... Uh, I think that's how we got onto the topic, didn't we?
3: Thank you for listening to this edition of the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Check Sonic1029.com
6: for more.